Hey, welcome to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. We are so pumped that you're tuning into this podcast. It has been designed for people just like you. We want to do life with you. Share our wins, our defeats, our ups and our downs in hopes that you'll grow closer to God and to the people that you love in your life. Sit back and enjoy today's podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. Tabitha. We are pumped to have you guys joining us on today. Wherever you are, can you do us a favor? Can you um, shout us out? Just let us know in the comments what city you're tuning in from, what state you're tuning in from in America, or what nation you're tuning in from from around the world. There's an email address in our show notes. We'd love to hear your stories and what God is doing and how he's using this podcast to bless your life. Mm -hmm. We call it Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha simply because we want to share our good and our bad yes. with you guys, and hopefully you can learn some things of what to do and what not to do, specifically concerning marriage, relationships, but in everything in that life. God gives us to talk about. But sweetheart, I'm excited about the episode today. Today, we're doing question and answer. These are so fun. Yeah, because every once in a while, we'll put out just questions, and that's why you can use the email, mm -hmm. and we'll just say, if you have a question that you would like to ask Ken or Tabitha, please send it in. Mm -hmm. And so our team has just handed me questions that I have not looked at. Okay. So we're going to, I like these questions and answers just to be raw. We don't do a lot of post editing around here. I just like to give you the rawest, realest stuff that comes straight from our mind or from our heart or from our spirit that we possibly can. And that's what today is going to be about. And so hopefully the questions aren't too ratchet praise. Uh, but <laughs> can <let's>... we skip? <laughs> skip. Pass. No. Well, I guess we can. I guess we can, but that ain't what I'm planning on doing. But if you're new to our podcast, hit the subscribe button so you can be the first to grab the content. We release a new show every Thursday at 3 p.m. We have a live conference coming up second week of October. We hope you can join us here. It is going to be life changing. And so drum roll, please. Here it is, guys. Do you have arguments in front of your kids? If you do. Now, who should read the question? Should it be me or you? Me to read it? I don't know because I like to read it, but you seem like you like the process more. I do process more. Uh huh. So which one would you like? You want to read it? You want me to read it? I'll read it okay. just because. All right. Do you have arguments in front of your kids? Uh -huh. If you do, do you make up in front of them? We are struggling with this. Uh -huh. Let's put, the, we're going okay. to read the question so, and put them here. Okay. I knew you were going to take the questions. Yeah. Go ahead. You got okay. something you want to so, say? So, um, off yes, we do have arguments in front of our kids. Um, but I mean, we don't really have like heated arguments, you know, and sometimes we do have arguments in front of our kids. Yes, but they're small and we resolve them. Yes. In front of our kids. Uh -huh. Um, like we have disagreements, I would say. Okay. I was going to say, because I, I, can you tell me of an argument we've had in front of our kids? I don't really feel like no, we have not arguments. Really. No, we don't. Disagreements. Disagreements. And I think it's important to note that. So we don't do a lot of arguing mm -mm. over the last 20 years. Maybe I can maybe think of 10 times mm -hmm. that it felt like intense arguing where mm -hmm. we had to walk away. And we would not uh -huh. go ahead. Go ahead. And we would not do intense arguing in front of the kids. We haven't done that. No, we've never done. It's that. not appropriate. Yeah, we always walk away. Yeah. We always there's no way you would do that. You would just shut down. Yeah. And just say, well, we're not going to talk about it right yeah, now. Let's talk about this later. Yeah. So I don't know if they're talking about arguments because I think there's a way to fight. Right. I think mm -hmm. we did a whole segment on how to fight. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you have some specific tools, things shouldn't go to the level where it's like, yeah. you know, argument. There can be a disagreement, but there's a way to talk about it. But when it comes to disagreements, 
Um, I don't know. You, I'm surprised you answered it that way. I don't really see us doing that a lot in front of the kids. Um, for example, um, you know, uh, one of our children, we're, we're debating whether she's going to take her car to college or not. Uh-huh. We disagree on that. But we talk about it in front of her. Uh-huh. And, you know, we've, you know, exchanged words in front of her of, you know, how how we disagree and how our um, opinions differ. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really think of a, you know, of any, but there's just okay. things that we disagree if, about. If that's the example, we do that all the time. Yeah, all the time. And even in ministry, a lot of people say, well, how much do you talk in front of your kids mm-hmm. about ministry all the time? Mm-hmm. We don't use names of people, and certain, but our kids, we say our family's called. Mm-hmm. The Claters are called. So it doesn't just affect us. It affects the whole family. Right. And a lot of people ask us like, well, how do you do it? Like back in the day, I, I heard that if you want to manage your life, you need to know when you're a father, when you're a pastor. And it's almost like when you come home, you need to take the pastor hat off. Mm-hmm. And what I like to do is just be that 24 seven. So I'm a father 24 seven. I'm a husband 24 seven. I'm a pastor 24 seven. So we can be sitting around the kitchen table and we have a pastoral conversation. This is what's happening in church. Mm -hmm. Flip it over to being a father, have a husband conversation because I'm always that turn around, have a disagreement between husband and wife. Yes. We handle it. You know, we talk through the, we talk through it and um, resolve them like right in front of our kids. Right. Every disagreement doesn't have to escalate to a blowout. I don't know. This question makes me feel like because when they say, do you argue in front of your kids? If so, do you make up in front of them? Because what you're talking about, there's no need to make up. Yeah. Yeah. Because we differ on our opinions Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. So you think that she's 18 and she's going to, we live in Florida. She's going to school in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. I'm like, she's 18. If she want to try to drive, let her drive. And I say, absolutely not. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's a very strong, absolutely. I know. When I'm, I'm telling you, what you should do is say, um, husband, dear covering of mine, why do you feel like it's okay? So you've kind of taken a draw, a line in the sand Mm -hmm. on that. Why is that? Uh, Not totally. Uh I'm just expressing to you how I feel about it. Like, I want you to know, I absolutely think that she should not do that. Okay. Do you want to discuss why that is? This will get us off our Q&A for today. But why is that? Um, No, I would rather go to Q&A. Okay. All right. Number two, the second question is this. (laughs) How can I help my teenager through thoughts of suicide? She currently is not a believer, but I do not want her to keep struggling like I once did. How can I help my teenager through thoughts of suicide? As a parent, Uh you have much more power than what you know. Don't underestimate your power of a parent as far as praying for them, speaking the word of God over them, fasting and praying, petitioning God, um, breaking out the anointing oil, anointing the the doors and windows of your home, anoint your, you know, the, the, the bedroom of your child, like pray over them. And they might not need, since she's not a believer, does this say she's not a believer? She is currently not a believer. She's not a believer. Since she's not a believer, you might not even, she doesn't even have to know that you're doing this but you mother or father i don't know who was um, saying this Mm -hmm. you go to war Mm -hmm. you go into straight spiritual warfare mode and these techniques are powerful so i think that's number one Mm -hmm. number two is of course professional help Mm -hmm. Um, maybe you know all you could uh, like going off of the word of god yeah you know you might not believe but this is what i believe yeah there's a couple things that jump out to me with this question um, I believe you need to lead her to Jesus. And I don't know what kind of personality this teenager has, if they're rebellious or they reject. 
But I believe as parents, if we start introducing our kids to Jesus at a very early age, Mm -hmm. they'll get saved before they get into those rebellious rejection years. Mm -hmm. And then we'll have a spiritual platform that we can build on. Amen. Now, let's just assume that you've told her about Jesus and she's like, no, I don't want anything to do. Then what you're saying is very, very true. Then my second thing is, well, you have to pray for the eyes of her understanding to be opened. Um, But when you say thoughts of suicide, um, thoughts is common because mm-hmm. Satan is a thought thrower. Mm-hmm. And so I can have lustful thoughts. That doesn't mean that I'm a lustful person. That means I have to bring every thought into the obedience of Christ. I can have angry thoughts or murderous thoughts. Where are they coming from? From the thought thrower who is Satan himself. And I have to grab hold of those thoughts and make them obey Christ Jesus. But if the person is not saved, they're not going to be able to do that. So that does concern me that she's having thoughts of suicide. So beyond prayer, counseling is Mm -hmm. much needed. Mm -hmm. You have to get her in front of a psychologist or psychiatrist to where she can really talk about those things and they will be able to put some natural. So you have the natural and you also have the spiritual. But my wording of encouragement to you would just be don't get down. Actually, we see thoughts of suicide in the teenage generation right now on the rise because Satan is telling them they're not good enough. And the this information age has an atmosphere where the spirit of suicide is trying its best to lie. And mm-hmm. we're going to cut it off at the root in the name of Jesus as parents and cover these, cover these yeah, kids. Absolutely. Somebody wrote in and said, I saw your video about not having thoughts of changing your spouse, but just praying to understand him. This is a woman. Mm-hmm. My husband is mentally and physically abusive. Can you give any advice on how I should handle this? You remember that video? I, I do remember. You released the video. video where I asked you a question. I said, "Hey, babe, what what thoughts? Um, what um, what about me would you like to change?" Mm-hmm. And you was like, "There's nothing about you I want to change. When I go to God, I pray about Him changing me mm-hmm. more than God changed my husband." Yeah. And so this person is writing in said, I've seen that video, but my husband's mentally and physically abusive. Yeah that that was not um, that's not in. That I don't. I wouldn't apply that video to this question, right? Um, because you are not abusive to me or in any way, right? And I know that you you have a relationship with God, and you are actively seeking God to make you better and better each day, a better father, a better husband, all uh-huh. of that. And so that that response doesn't apply to this question. My response to this question is: My husband is mentally and physically abusive. That is um, concerning for me, and I would say that if you don't already have um, professional help, get it. And I would say, you know, physically abusive, um, that's dangerous. Get to a safe place. Get to a safe place. We always tell people, and you can just tell other people you know who are in abusive situations, that if you are abused, leave and get to a safe place. Yeah. And then seek counsel about what your next move is going to be. Go to someone. Some of your next moves will be never go back. Some of your next moves might Mm -hmm. be go back with parameters and boundaries and counseling. But if you are in an abusive situation, leave and get to a safe place. And can I just say this very quickly? Now, I um, grew up in a domestically violent situation where it was I mean, so bad. Um, the domestic violence was so bad. And so I've done a lot of research um, over the years on domestic violence. Most of the time, a man who is physically abusive only escalates in this abuse if he doesn't get helped. Um, and so I, I'm saying that not to, you know, go against your faith or anything. That's for you to uh, me to say you need to get phys- um, professional help, you and him. Yeah. 
I think that's important to say because sometimes we talk a lot about believing for your spouse, yes. taking authority spiritually. There's a scripture in First Peter that says a man can be won by the lifestyle of his yes. wife. And all of those principles are good. But when you bring in abuse, that's a we got to go in a different direction mm-hmm. with our ministry mm-hmm. and our ministry wisdom to you would be get to a safe place. Mm-hmm. You can't sit there and get beaten talking about you're believing God for something. I would say get to a safe place, then figure out what you're going to believe yes. God for. The next Multiple, uh, mul- uh, the multitude of counselors is what you need. Uh, the next question says, my husband does not submit himself to God. He is not a godly leader. Am I still supposed to submit to him? <laughs> like mm. those questions, they must have called each other and been like, hey, what are you about to ask? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I question that. Like it kind of, okay. I, I feel like sometimes if, if I don't, what does that mean? Not a godly leader though. It does that, that doesn't mean that he's beaten you. That doesn't mean that, you know, he's a bad person. It means that he might not go to church or he just like, what does that mean? And, and what does submitting to him mean? Like he just wants you to cook dinner or he just doesn't want to do this. Like, what does this submit thing mean? That's why these questions are tricky because there's no dialogue. Yeah. I need, I got questions about the questions. I got to dive in more. The last one I get. No, every question. I got questions about every question, but go ahead. No, this one I'm a little suspect as to, (laughs) you know, why are you asking that? Do I still need to submit to him? Let's Uh, make, can I make some assumptions? Yeah. Let me put myself in her shoes vicariously. My husband does not submit himself to God. Uh So he doesn't come to church. He believes in a God, but he's not living for him. Uh He's not a godly leader. Okay. That means that he's just not reading his Bible. He's not coming to church. Right. I'm going to assume that the guy's not abusive. I'm going to assume that he's not right. really cheating and sleeping around. Right. He just ain't a godly dude. Right. Okay. Am I still supposed to submit to him? The heart behind the I'm on podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. Um, I have a question. Or, or I got a question. simple answer, but go ahead. My question is, what is, what is he, is he asking you to do? My, my answer is yes, unless he's asking you to do something that's ungodly. That's the answer. All right. That you submit to him as unto the Lord, unless he's asking you to do something that is unbiblical, ungodly, and wrong. You submit to him as unto the Lord, meaning that I'm going to submit as unto the Lord, and I'm going to believe God gets in control of his heart. For you, dear heart, I would go back to First Peter chapter five. Mm-hmm. I think it's five or three. Mm-hmm. It says that a husband can be won by the lifestyle of his woman. So woman of God, you have more power than what you know. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a guy be an ungodly guy for 10 years, but his woman come to church for 10 years and believe, and then she won him. And so that's how much power you have. I can't say when, but I would say, yeah, that's the way to go. Um, Another person wrote in and they said, is it bad to want a man that makes a certain amount of money? Mm. (laughs) Um. I wish to God that she made more money when I when we met. <laughs> I don't think it's bad, but I think 
you have to be careful, you know, like, I don't think it's bad to, you know, like. Once again, uh, this is a question that if you were in the room with us, I would be like, well, how much do we need to make? Yeah. Are you saying that he needs to make 150 and if he don't make 150,000 a year, you don't even consider him? Because I know guys who would be great husbands and fathers to make $40,000 a year. And that's just, that's just where they are. That's what it is. uh-huh. It's rather instead of saying a certain amount of money, uh-huh. say um, I de- you know I want someone who pay who who can pay all their bills, mm-hmm. who has a job, you know what I mean, a secure job, who has a savings account, mm-hmm. you know, all his needs are met, mm-hmm. like those kinds of things, not like right. you know I need a millionaire because yeah. that's probably not you know. I would say that it's okay to believe God for someone who has mm-hmm. money, but don't make it a standard like. Mm-hmm. Every person who comes through the door, I'm trying to figure out how much you make. And if you don't make this certain amount, I don't care if you are sent from God himself. If you don't make this certain amount, you're disqualified. So I'm going to believe. I would believe if I was single, I would say, God, send me somebody who makes this much money and does this and does that. But then I plan, but it's God that directs my path. So I would hold that loosely. Yeah. Looser? Yeah. I mean. You don't like that one? Uh. I mean, I get it. You Uh want somebody who is secure, you know, like who can handle their business at the same time. My question is, what is your motive in asking for someone who makes who is a millionaire? Like, Uh I don't know if the, you know, so you're looking at it like she's asking for someone who has a lot of money. Yeah. Um, Let's assume that she's just got a standard. Like, Mm -hmm. let's say it's ninety five thousand a year. Mm hmm. And I, to me, I take it like, is it okay it's to... It's to each his own because 95000 is a lot to some, some people, people and not a lot to not others. Anything to so else. that's what I mean. Like the money thing is like, okay, let's not, you know, try to... Okay, let's not put a monetary value on I mean, because... I feel like what you're saying and the reason that you're taking a while is because that just shouldn't be at the top of your priorities. Yeah. Like character, integrity, love for God, communication, chivalry, how he treats you, respect, kindness... I mean, the money piece is important, but like... It's very important. <laughs> it's important. You know I'm what I mean? Like, I, you know... I'm going to move on. I think I done said enough on if, that one. You, you just got to pay your bills. <laughs> have a savings account, please, and own a home and <laughs> oh, have your own car. Oh, God. Dog. So we need to make money about that. Shoot. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know about that one. I'm attracted to their mind, but not them physically. Can the attraction grow over time? Red flag, red flag, <laughs> red flag. I'm attracted to their mind, but not them um, physically. Mm. Can the attraction grow over time? I mean, it could. Uh-huh. I don't know. You're taking too long with this one. No. Yeah, you ask, no. you answer. No. Like, if you're not attracted to them physically, move on. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I, we, we counsel way too many people that I, 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 yeah, I married him. I was never attracted to him. I was never attracted to her. But this, this, that, and the other. And we met and people hooked us up. Why are you married him then? Like, Yikes. listen, part of your whole um, relationship is like, we want to mm-hmm. be attracted to. We have way too much fun in the category is true. of I sex. I can't imagine and not being attracted yeah, to Yeah, if you, I'm looking like, at you and I'm like, she a dog. She a wife. You know, that's crazy. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You well, married that's somebody? That's part of the fun of being married, yeah. though. Like, woo, I'm going to smack it up, woo. flip it, rub it down. I got I to gotta <laughs> like, make sure that I'm attracted to you, girl. 
that's not even carnal. That's just like for real. You are so like, right. I'm just, I've been doing this too mm-hmm. long. No, mm-hmm. you need to be attracted well, to each other. You know what other. I was starting to think about? I was thinking about like, you know, how people when they're married, before they're married, they have a list. Uh-huh. And it's like, you got to meet these certain things We've on your list. And that. so I was thinking of, I was thinking that they don't meet what's on your list, not that you're not attracted to them. That's a whole different thing. Like if yeah. you're not attracted physically. Yeah, it's like you can have a list and this person doesn't meet your list, uh-huh. but they There's, still But acute. you're still attracted to them. But they're still them. attractive. There's yeah. things about them that are attractive. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're saying that you're not attracted to this person at all, this is not the one for you. Friend zone, friend zone, friend zone, friend zone. Yeah. All right. Um, what happens when they want to keep you on the down low and they don't want to tell people about you. Should I be offended? Is These this, questions are too easy for me. Is this a husband and a wife? No, this is a person who's single, I'm sure. that It would make no sense if this was a husband and wife. Please, babe. But this is a... No. What happens when they want to keep you on the down low and they don't want to tell people about you? They're dating. They, Should I, I guess be offended? So. I was thinking of husband and wife. I'd be like, whoa. Um, okay. Yes, you should be offended. <laughs> And no, don't be with them. (laughs) They should be, if they like you like that, they're proud about it. They want to introduce you to their family, their friends, everyone. If they're not introducing you, they probably have something to hide or Or some other person that, you know, you might be a side chick. Yeah, this one is just, these last two are so easy for me. It's like find somebody else. I mean, I'm being honest with you because if a person, let me just tell you as a man. When I found somebody like Tabitha that I wanted to marry, I wanted everybody to know. Mm. It was like a trophy. Like I made it. You know what I'm saying? I got somebody that I like, Uh that's pretty, that's beautiful. A man will want to show you off. And if that man doesn't want to show you off, it's not because you're not worthy of being shown off. In somebody else's eyes, he just don't see you. He just don't see you like that. And if he don't see who you are, that ain't that, and it's vice versa. If she don't see who you are, Absolutely. well, then you really deserve somebody else. But this whole down low thing, that's cool for like college and booty calls and stuff like that. But it is not cool for if you believer. are. And I don't believe that believers just should be dating just to date. Mm-hmm. You know, I love my daughter, my oldest daughter. I would always ask her, um, hey, when when do you feel like you want to maybe be interested in a boy or go to a movie? Just tell me if you ever start liking somebody at school. I would ask her that at 15, 16, 17, because I didn't put a parameter and say, hey, mm-hmm. you got to at this age is when you can date. I mean, just talk to me. Let's keep it a fluid conversation. And she told me early on, I don't want to date anybody till I get to college. Mm-hmm. And I said, why? She was like, because everybody in high school is just playing around and I don't have time to play. Mm. She was like, I want to date. That's my girl. I want to date for marriage. So if I'm dating you, it's because I think we could become something. Mm-hmm. Man, if people could hear that, like I ain't got time to just be going out to dinner. I mean, I thank God for the free meal. But really, I, like. I don't think we should just date just to have a good time. If we know that this person, I'm not attracted to him. I want nothing to do with him. But since I got free time right now, let me hang out with him and kind of lead him or her on. And so for me, that's the epitome of secular dating. Like I really don't. And I did this to women all the time. I'm not happy about it. But before we got married, when I was in the world, um, I would date girls because one could cook. 
but I wasn't really attracted to it. One had a car that I needed to drive sometimes. Um, so the other one had an apartment that was kind of cool if my boys needed to crash there. Um, it, it, I mean, I would date women for all these various reasons and would never think about marrying any of them. And I was just using them for that time. I know it's wrong. I know it's wrong. Y'all don't get mad at me. I'm this, I've been married for 24 years and I love Yeah, Jesus. I remember when I met you and there was, a, there was a group of girls that would just hang around you. And all them girls disappeared when you showed up and I That's got serious right. with you. And they all said, well, no, we're just friends. We're just friends. No, they wanted more than that. Right. But I, I could keep friends around me, you know, but I'm just saying that, no, nah, man, you deserve man or woman of God for somebody to show you off. Come on. There is no such thing as on the down low. No. Number nine, what is the difference between having taste and having standards? Am I too picky? Woo! Mm. What's the difference between having taste? Well, we would need you in the studio to ask you questions because I got questions. Like, I don't know. You tell me. Are you too picky? Was it... Is it like taste meaning preference? Like I like this and I like that. Yeah. Standards meaning like, yeah. okay, the standard is you must have a good job. You must have a, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And taste is like um, your hair is red or blonde or black. Uh-huh. I prefer one of those. You know what I mean? A little bit. Um, yeah, this is way too subjective. I mean, what is having taste and having standards? Because um, you should have both. Yeah. So the wisdom will tell you what's too much in Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is going to help you with that. Mm-hmm. I cannot really tell you um, what this is. This is tasteful or not mm-hmm. tasteful. And this is your standard or not your standard. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's some people that are too picky. Mm-hmm. And then there's some people that ain't picky enough. <laughs> Where you happen to be, I don't know. Got to help you. Do you need to know the vision of your life before you start dating? What do you do if your visions do not align? Mm. <laughs> Yikes. Um, I don't know. What do you say? What do I say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say that well, people who think they know the vision for their life is crazy because you have an inkling of what you think God's called you to do and where you're going. But he has this way of changing that mm-hmm. and man plans, but it's God that directs their path. So the people who's like, I just need to know what I'm called to do. I just need to know what my vision is for 30 years. <laughs> I am nowhere near if you were to ask the 21-year-old exactly. me or the 23-year-old me or even a 25-year-old me, if I would be in Orlando, not Gainesville, Orlando, not Washington, D.C., Orlando, pastoring a church, uh, there is no possible way that I could have came up with that vision or that plan. I'm not saying that not having vision is important. Of course, you want to know, do you have a yeah. vision of your calling and your career and what direction you're talking about? Yeah. But I'm just saying, I hear so many people, it's like, they almost feel like anxious because they just don't know where they're going to be in 10 years and where they're going to be in 20 years and where they're going to be. In, I'm going to be in the perfect will of God. Absolutely. I don't know. I hope it's Orlando. If you ask me, I don't want to move again. I'm staying in Orlando. I'm mm-hmm. going to be right here. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, my life is not my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm Man just going to follow God. But God directs his yeah. path. But I, but I understand. And let's flip it around. We all need vision. Yeah. So if you were to ask me, do I have a 20 year plan? I do at mm-hmm. the same time. Mm-hmm. So I'm 45 and I know right around 62 or 63, I want to start to turn this church over and I want to become more of a pastor of pastors teaching in our leadership school. I don't want to be in the day to day operations. So over the next 18 years, I'm simply identifying other pastors and campus pastors and I'm equipping the next generation. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I talk to my financial advisor, he said, when you want to retire by, I'm giving them dates. I'm telling them 
this is what I want my succession plan to look like. So I do have a vision. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, whatever God, whatever you want, Lord, mm-hmm. it's your life. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just chilling. But, but so it's good to have a vision, you know, it's good to have a plan, but yeah. just know that God is going to, I mean, it might be yellow. It might be blue. He might take you to this point and this point, And then you reach that point. Like yeah. God is going to direct your path. Yeah. But to the latter part of the question that says, what if our visions don't line up? That's where I have a problem. Talk to me. Because if you want to, you know, maybe you want kids and you want to, you know, be in church and you want to do all of these things, but maybe he says, well, no, I don't have a plan to have kids. That's a major problem. Right. Um, And so I think the vision should line up somehow. There are some parts of your vision that is, it doesn't matter if it doesn't line Mm -hmm. up. But then there's other parts of your vision and calling that must line right. up. And the Holy Spirit and the wisdom of God will tell you the difference between the two. You know, if it's like, hey, I want to live in a Popka versus I want to live in Kissimmee. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Pick one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't have to line up. Right. Do I want to serve God versus not serving God? <laughs> that needs to line up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So last but not least, here's one more for today. I'm married, but I have someone at work I'm attracted to. I can't seem to get away from it. Should I quit? What should I do? Boy, I'm glad you were the last question. That's a good one. Quit. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you said. Run like Joseph did. Flee. Yeah. Wow. I like that question because I don't think people are honest when they are attracted to somebody. Mm -hmm. And I like your question because you are self aware enough to say, I'm attracted to somebody and I need to do something as crazy enough as quit my job. Yeah. Bravo to you. For real. Bravo to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Because that's better than being there and being like, I'm attracted to somebody and they're getting close and I'm getting close and I ain't said nothing to nobody and I would never leave this job. And so I don't know. Do you think it's a problem being attracted to other people? Um, I don't think it's a pro um yes and no. Um I'm thinking about myself and there's, I'm not attracted to other people. I mean, like I'm attracted to other people. There's a line that Ooh, you cross. No, I'm just playing. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I feel like attraction is a different thing. Uh-huh. Like if I can find you attractive, but mm-hmm. I'm not attracted to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When you become attracted to a person, then that is a problem. Okay. So that was a great, you did a great job on, um, there's a different definition. Mm-hmm. So um, you can be, find someone attractive, yeah. but that doesn't mean that I'm a, I'm going to, it's kind of act on that attraction. Right. So I see women, because I'm not blind, that mm-hmm. are attractive, mm-hmm. but I'm not attracted. Attraction is that pull, that uh-huh. magnetic kind of like, mm, you know, like you 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 feel, uh-huh. you know, an attraction there. Uh-huh. That's what. Is that how you define it? Yes. I don't define it that way. I, I define it as this person's attractive. No, that's just you find a person attractive. But if you okay. are attracted to someone. So there's no problem someone, with finding someone attractive. Right. So we right. find other people attractive. Yeah, I want to know who. And there's I want to live. What? Tons. Everybody. I mean, there's attractive people. Jose's attractive. Jose's not attractive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, outside the door, is attractive. This, I mean, this they're is true. handsome, beautiful yeah. men and women. Okay. All right. What I'm saying, listen, there's attractive people everywhere, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, but what you're saying is that when you say, are you attracted to someone where mm-hmm. you're almost having to leave your job right. and you're married or you're in a relationship, that's not good because you're saying there's something that's being pulled towards you. Yes. And honestly, you kind of want to And that's why into he's it. saying, do I need to leave my job? He or she. If you're married. Do I need to leave my job? And because you cannot stop the attraction. Yes. Yeah. I think you said that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like if you are married, the most important thing in my life is God, mm-hmm. my marriage, then my mm-hmm. kids, then my work. Mm-hmm. And work is my fourth priority. I can find another job, but I'm not trying to find another tap. But listen, uh-huh. I would flee like Joseph. I would <laughs> say, God, you know, that you know, this is what's going on. Uh-huh. And I will not, I don't want to be here attracted to this person. If this is what you want to do, uh-huh. Lord, open up other doors of opportunity. I'm looking for better pay, better mm-hmm. position. I'm looking for a better job. And I believe God's going to honor that because this is this my commitment. But do you feel like the believer if they do have that kind of attraction, should be able to discipline it? Do you feel like you should be able to be like, I'm married. I'm not attractive to you where I'm going to fall into sin. So then I don't have to leave my job. I do believe that. Uh However, if you know that's your weakness Uh and you feel, you know, like you, I don't know. It's like for me. Because basically you're saying that this woman is just being real. Yes, yeah, or, or he or he she. Or she or they, they, they are being real. They're being real. They're like, being I'm real. attracted to this person. It's like for me, like I have a problem. I had a problem with alcohol, uh-huh. right? I don't, I'm never going to drink alcohol again. Uh-huh. I had problems with it. Family history, everything with right. alcoholism. And so for me, it's like if I'm around, you know, that would be a red flag for me. Like, okay, this, I, I really feel like I, I want to have a drink. Mm-hmm. No, I'm good. I'm just going to flee from it mm-hmm. because I know my history mm-hmm. and I know that that's just something that I don't play with. Now, if this per, if I'm one of those people where I have a history of maybe lust, pornography, maybe I've had an affair before, maybe, you know, like just whatever, I know I'm not in control of my flesh like that. I'm going to flee. So if you're in an environment, work environment, church environment, you're attractive to a person and you feel yourself being attracted. If you feel like you can discipline yourself, cast those thoughts down, you feel like that person's not trying to come on to you. And this is just something that you're dealing with that will probably go away in a a two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't have to leave your job. But if you know yourself enough to know that, no, I'm going to go back to drinking on this one. No, I'm probably going to slip a number. No, I'm probably going to be meeting somebody somewhere. Oh, yeah, go get another job. And tell on yourself. Tell on yourself. Confide in someone. Yeah. I, 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 That'll do, take it away real fast. Do you think fast. they should tell their spouse? It depends on the kind of relationship It depends you on have. your relationship. If like, you have a mature, I would hope that we would have the kind of relationship yeah. where I can say I'm attractive to somebody and you wouldn't beat me over like I've yeah. sinned. Because well, the reason I'm telling you that is so that I wouldn't right. sin. But that would be a hard one. I think but that would it's even gonna be a hard hurt. one for you. If you come to me uh-huh. or if I came to you and said, baby, I'm a, I've, I've this problem attracted to somebody, it's going to hurt. Yeah, that don't feel good. It's going to yeah. hurt. Okay. And All so. Right. Well, maybe not start with the spouse. I mean, maybe start with a, a pastor, spiritual leader, mentor, small group leader, somebody like mm-hmm. that. But I do believe that when you tell on sin, the sting of it goes away. Mm -hmm. So when you're bottling up sin and you got like a pornography issue or something that you got going on and you Mm -hmm. don't tell anybody, sin is more sin. Mm-hmm. more tempting. Mm-hmm. But whenever you tell on yourself, hey, this is the problem I go, it's almost like the sting of the sin or the temptation of the sin decreases just because somebody else is in the know. Mm-hmm. If you have the kind of relationship where you can tell your spouse, that might would even kill it if it's like, 
It just depends on how strong it is. If you're mm-hmm. saying like, I'm attracted to this person because I'm not attracted to you and I would like to leave you, that's really hurtful. Yeah. If you're saying like, there's a swimsuit model <laughs> that just got in my cubicle with me. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. Like, to me, I'd be like, babe, yeah. babe. You can have your wife, hey, <laughs> come meet me at work for lunch. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like, I work with Miss Universe, babe. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you would take that personally and be like, yo, I'm attracted to <laughs> I'm just playing with y'all. But anyway, <laughs> oh, I think we're out of time today. This is I appreciate this, those questions. They were good they're questions. Good. Y'all keep them coming. We love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. We really do. This is real and we want real raw questions. We do not care. We will try our best to answer what we can. Take the meat, leave the bones. That's what you do with anybody who's answering questions because only God can speak to Absolutely. you about what you need. Thank you for joining Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. We would love for you to be a part of our family. Hit the subscribe button so you can be the first to grab the content. New content comes every Thursday at 3 p.m. Be on the lookout for it. If you enjoyed today, make sure that you like, share it, comment on it, leave us a review because that feedback really encourages us. Just know that you're not alone. We're praying for you guys Mm. and we hope that you're praying for us as well. Hope to see you at a live conference this year, of course, happening the second week of October. You can click on our website for more details and we will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. Peace. (laughs) Rock, paper, scissors.